Hello and welcome to the Just Two Mediums podcast. With your host Brittany, an aspiring spirit baby medium. And I'm your co-host Katrina, a practicing medical medium. Together, we are your podcast, Just Two Mediums. We are on a journey to unfolding our mediumship, motherhood and navigating our soul work with you. And now, let's jump straight into the episode. Welcome back to our Just Two Mediums podcast and we are so excited because it is the beginning of a new astrological year and Aries season has begun. Yay! Aries is actually the first sign out of the 12 signs and the season started on the 20th of March. Katrina and I actually have, both of us have our sun sign in Aries and our birthdays are a few days apart so they're coming up very soon. Yay! How exciting! Birthday season. So I get quite emotional around my birthday. All I want to do is stay home, be with my family, have some alone time. Yeah, I'd agree. That energy of, of, of that shedding a new life, shedding a new astrological year coming up. Yeah, so it's birthdays are all like all about endings and beginnings. So it's the end before the rebirth of the new year or the new birth year. Given that the Aries sign also marks the beginning of the new astrological year, it means there's a double, double rebirth for us at the moment. So Ooh, No wonder we've been feeling it. It's heavy. <laughs> it's a lot of releasing of the old and sort of bringing in that new and preparing for that next, next season for us. Also at the moment... Pluto is in the last minutes of the last degree of Capricorn. So Capricorn is the sign before Aquarius. So this is happening for the first time since 2008. So Pluto will be in Aquarius for the next 20 years. So the last wow. time, it, yeah, the last time it crossed through this threshold was in 1777. So Pluto will be moving into the air sign of Aquarius and that changes the way that we think. So this is big stuff. I happening. feel like I've heard people saying that there's something in the air at the moment. So yeah, it's so, so relative. Massive shifts. So if you're feeling a little bit heavy at the moment and, you know, you feel the change coming. Yeah, well, that's is, what's happening. It is coming. <laughs> it's coming in hot. Do you know, Katrina, do you know your uh, sun, moon and rising sign? No, I don't. But I'd love to like download an astrological map, is it? Yeah. yeah like and map that out. Astrological chart. You can find yeah, it online. Chart. Yeah, but you need your, um, you need your birth date, time, the specific times, so the exact time that you were born yeah. and then your location as well to calculate it. It's really. Yeah, I've done my numbers and like my human design, but I really feel called to do this next. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's a good way to get to know yourself really well. And probably understand why we feel these ways, like feel this way at this certain time and expressing it like, I don't know what's going on in the air, but there actually is. There's something. a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, so everyone has the 12 zodiac signs in their astrological chart and each of the zodiac signs sit within one of the 12 houses and each of those houses represent something different. So there's a lot more uh, to astrology than just your actual sun sign. Yeah. So... Do you, like, can you tell us more about like what they are, like the sun and the... Yeah, so your sun sign represents your life purpose mm. and 
your moon sign is your physical and emotional needs. It's a subconscious side of yourself that typically you keep hidden and it can be the driving force behind how you react emotionally. I feel like I really should understand this yes. about myself. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good one to know. It, it might make you understand why you react the way you and do And help to grow through some of those. Yeah, exactly. And it, the moon is often sort of like the hidden part as well like makes sense too yeah in the dark yeah that's it so uh and you're rising that's your motivation for life so what gets you up in the morning what gets you going um it's also the most personal point in your astrological chart so usually when you're looking at your horoscope or you're reading your horoscope you'll look for your actual rising sign instead of your sun sign so i always read mine's aquarius so my uh, rising sign is aquarius so i always read the aquarius astrology So I'm just going to retrack it. I feel like if your rising sign is Aquarius and we're rising into Aquarius now, your emotions should be pretty lit up. (laughs) That is so true. Have you put that together? I I just got that then. Oh my goodness. That makes complete sense to me right now. I feel like that's why you've been very cool to nature because it's your medicine at this point. Yeah, definitely. It's like so important for you to be in nature and transferring that energy of the old out so that it can shift with the cycles and then you bring in the new. That is so cool. I can't believe they did not even put that together. The magic of the podcast. I know, right? This is our therapy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess that's why I'm feeling a lot of things. And also like the change in the season too. Now we've hit into autumn. I'm super sensitive, like... I, yeah, I've never noticed, I've never paid that attention to myself, but I will invite myself to do that now because. Yeah. Like when I go outside, I don't know what it is. Like I really can smell the change in the air. I can also feel the change in the wind and the temperature on my skin. And I get like really dull headaches too sometimes. Like when I, I don't know what it is. It's just feeling into you saying this. I've noticed myself being very cool to just sit out in the wind and that like sit out when I felt like the air does smell like home to me at this time of year. And I have felt more cool than ever before to be outside in it with the changes, particularly when it's like windy or something moving around. Mm. And I always, well, as I say, I feel like it's more because it's like, my birthday blessing through the that's a support mechanism coming through like so go outside and do that I was like yeah okay like just trusting the intuitive hits that land at that time yeah and that's so true and you just said that you feel like it feels like home which Mm. makes sense because this is like your birth time yeah so that's really cool I don't know I'm resistant to change so I find it a little bit hard this time of year like there's a lot going on you know aging up ending you know your birth season your birth year and then the change in the season at the same time and then Pluto's moving around and going into Aquarius it's a lot of uh new integration of your senses Mm. so yeah very very tough at the moment for me so thinking about those senses um I know you mentioned like how much more heightened your senses can be around the smell and feeling the changes Feeling into your clear senses, which like for so long we've been living with our normal senses of sight, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and we love all those senses. Feeling into that, we also have them on a metaphysical plane. Um, Would you say that this would be your, and we'll go in further to explain this if you don't know what your clear senses are, but would you go in to say that these are your clear senses heightening or revive, like changing frequency or up-leveling frequency? Mm, I think 
possibly like it's it almost does feel like that my clear senses specifically for me are feeling seeing and knowing so, so maybe we should talk what are the senses what are the yeah, clairs so. definitely yeah so um seeing is clairvoyant hearing is clairaudient knowing is claircognizant feeling is clairsentient and tasting is clairgustance i love that it's um you can see quite clearly here the line between physical and metaphysical and how they're an exact mirror of each other. Yeah. That when somebody is clairvoyant, for example, you might in this today's society automatically think that they're a psychic because we call psychics clairvoyant. Yes. Oh, you're going to see a clairvoyant. That's right. Yeah. So actually, though, they land differently and we've all experienced them, whether we're aware of it or not, on some level. Mm, Everyone would have experienced them. Yeah, we've all got some, like a, a clear that's stronger than the other, how we feel. So you said before you receive yours through feeling, seeing and knowing. Mm. So when you start to understand how you receive these messages, is that the beginning of tapping into your intuition? Is that how you start to feel the landing? And is it for you? Like, is that how you experienced it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's how I've, I've started really tapping in and getting to know myself a little bit better. And I think once you know your clear senses and you can identify them, that's really opening that channel for your intuition and yeah. allowing, you know, messages to flow through. So for me, it was one of the practices that I was given was to identify or become aware and bring into my awareness what my dominant Claire was and then leaning into how messages would land for me. So my dominant one is claircognizance, which is really, I feel it's the most hardest to put language around because you just know it. Mm. And then you have to, you know, articulate what you know, whereas when you see it and you hear it, it's so clear. Like it's... Yeah, I think when you know it... You second guess it a lot because you're like, do I actually know this? Yes, or yes. Or am I making this Absolutely. up? Absolutely. So the way I've been practicing for the last year with that claircognizance is using feeling, seeing as my two to like back it up. So I lean back into them to go, does that feel right? Does it not feel right? A lot of people say that you can use yes or no. And they'll say like the pendulum's a yes or no way indicator or the muscle testing's yes or no. Mm. Um, or you can ask intuitively yes or no. For me, I always steer clear of yes or no and make statements. I feel that that's a much stronger way to hold space around that. So that's why I use that. Does this feel good or does this feel right? Yeah, that's cool. That's really powerful. Versus the yes or no. Um, yeah, so, and I guess a practice that I have given some clients in the past is to get into sort of flow with your intuition and learning how to work out what your like dominant one is and how to be guided and trust those messages when they receive, whether they're logical or not. Is, you know, put yourself out there to the universe. So like, look, I want to understand my intuition better and how it lands for me and I'm available to do that. So show me how. And it's as simple as that. Say that in your head, say that out loud, write it down. And then some practices that I use are like coming up to an intersection or a roundabout or a set of stoplights and just asking the question and putting it out there. 
And I do this in a circumstance so it's very quick so you don't have time to like... To second guess it. Yeah, and and use your ego come in. So it's like, what's the highest, what's the direction of my highest good right now? Yeah. And automatically I will just know which way to go. And I can guarantee if I don't go the way that they told me that day, like in that moment, it doesn't add trust to my intuition and the way it lands. But if I trust it every time more starts to open and I've, I've heard some of my clients say that they've used this simple practice and then suddenly um, had more messages coming through. Like oh, I left this restaurant, I was driving down the road and I, I just knew I had to go back. I couldn't escape the feeling. It was so strong. I had to go back, I had to go back and I just trusted it. And it's those small bits of trusting. Mm, that then builds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Those little exercises are really good to do. And that becomes a really fun, like that uh, That adds a bit of spice to your life, you know? <laughs> it does, <laughs> like, it does. Things can get a bit spicy then, but it's fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like creating that trust and by doing those exercises just makes you trust in yourself so much more and it makes life, I don't know, easier. Like to just do anything, having that trust in yourself just makes every day so much oh. better. Like, absolutely. And we can become so sidetracked from being in trust with ourselves. So a pattern that I really wanted to speak about, and I've been working through personally and working with a lot of clients around, so things always come up in themes, right, (laughs) is the theme around being yourself and how you actually have to truly be your true self to have that trust and to let that flow in. So I asked someone this week, like, when you go out to a group of people, like to work, to school, do you feel like it's safe for you to be your true self? Or do you feel like you need to alter who you are to how you think they want you to be in order for you to feel like you are liked or that you fit into that group of people? Mm, Or to make those other people feel comfortable. Yes, Therefore make yourself feel uncomfortable. When I've addressed this um, in clinic and in readings, it's become quite evident that all of us are able to admit to ourselves that we do this. Oh, for sure. Like I literally remember a time in my life where I trained myself, I would have been in my teens, I trained myself how to fit in and to stop standing out and being different. Like this, I can now identify as the time that I started giving away my personal power. Mm, and I think like in a professional situation too, it's really easy to do. It's like you're professional at work, therefore you're not your whole self, you're a different version of yourself to what you are in your everyday life. Yeah. I know for me, that's how I am. How do we get into a state of alignment of where we're able to show up not who we want people to think we are and just be... Just be ourselves. And just be ourselves, Authentically yeah. ourselves. And for me, this is also how we've lost touch and trust in ourselves. And we're looking for what I'm going to reference, funnily, as external reference. So that's like outside of ourselves for proof. So we're looking for that tangible proof. To explain external reference, so this is a term that I use, that is used by many kinesiologists and in this sort of work is like I want to buy a designer handbag and I go into the store and I buy the one that's covered in Louis Vuitton like I buy the one that's got all the designer handbags so when I wear that handbag everybody knows Knows that's a designer (laughs) yeah versus 
going in with this, like, I want to buy this designer handbag, but I want, I want this particular one I feel called to because it's so beautifully made. I can feel the energy in it. It feels so classy, but no one is going to know that I spent $3,000 on this handbag because the, the little logo is like so tiny and I'm buying it for myself. So it's not to serve others as I walk around with it, but it's just, it's a good reference. It's just for me and it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. Doing it for yourself. So if you look at external reference in that point of view, it's that, um, yeah, looking for that outside kind of being dominated by that external force rather than that internal. um, So you're not looking for someone else's sort of approval, I guess, you know, in, in regards to your, your reference of designer handbags, you're not looking for someone to be like, Oh, look at that designer handbag. You don't, you just want to be so subtle. It's not for attention. It's not for like, it's not for like, let's say the reasons that don't serve our highest good. It's purely for something that feels good for you and brings you joy and no one else has to know what it is. Yes, absolutely. And what the program that that can create is like a false sense of yourself. And then that creates like a false sense of the world. And that's where we start to really separate from our power. And I think that's an easy trap to fall into as well. Oh, we're trained. Yeah. We're, like, we're advertised, we're brainwashed. Like it's, it's I know. the everything, we, you know? We are, yeah. And imagine like I have wanted a Chanel handbag for as long as I can remember and not for any other purpose other than like some of the values that I held in my heart, right? About this, what it meant for me. It was like that I've, I've achieved a certain level of where I wanted to be in my life for this. And Mm -hmm. there was no, it was never going to be about people noticing, Oh, that's a nice Chanel handbag. Oh, like it was never going to be about that. Your own satisfaction and your own sense of achievement. It was just for me. And, um, I kind of forget where I was going with that now. <laughs> I have baby brain. Like a 25 week baby brain is uh, It's a real thing. Baby brain is a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine that's what's going how hard it was, how hard it would be for that point to like go in and not buy the one covered. Mm. Covered for everyone to know. That's Look where I am. Look where I've gotten to. Yeah. And to make that call and say so that I'm actually, you know, to just constantly show up and go, no, I'm just doing this for me. I'm just going to show up for me and it doesn't matter. And I use that circumstance because if you're a girl or a woman and, you know, you have that piece that you really want, like most of us have sort of been trained to want yeah, if we love exactly. fashion, um, it is hard at that point to go, well, I'm going to honour myself and get the one that just is elegant and it's beautiful and I'm just going to wear it just to serve me and be a part of me because what we wear and the things we have and hold, um, they show up in our energy field, don't they? That's exactly right. And I think if you don't have the right intention behind it, it is going to show up in your energy field. Yeah. I worked with some, I work with some people and they think that, you know, what they wear doesn't matter because it's all about like their spirituality and their connection. But truthfully, everything we put on our body is a vibrational match to who we are. And it's so true. I find myself walking into a shop and it's like, oh, that shirt is calling me and like, I don't, I might not like want to purchase something at that point or like feel like I should be spending the money on that. But it's like, no matter what that shirt. And I swear any piece that's called me like that, I've had for 10 or 15 years. 
and it it gets used. Yeah, because it feels good for you. Like, if and you, it's a statement. It's the same as if you try something on in the shops. If you don't really love it, and like you buy it, you're not going to wear it because it doesn't fit. It doesn't vibe with your energy. And you I'll know? tell you what. I know the days where I'm showing up for work wearing black. Yes. And then I get changed. Yes. And I put another black dress on. (laughs) You don't want to be seen that day. I know I'm showing up. I know there's a message in that for me that day. Like I literally did that this week. I I said to you, right? Yeah. I had this nice, I'm I'm in maternity clothes, guys. So there's not a lot of options here. (laughs) Small wardrobe now. So I I, like that I'm not going to work in this black dress. I legitimately got dressed in another black dress and I caught myself and I was like, yeah. It's funny though, because it depends on your mood. Like sometimes I'll wear black because I don't want to be seen, but then sometimes I'll wear black because I feel like it is powerful. Yes, absolutely. I also feel like sometimes I wear it for protection. Yes, that's when I, so true. I need to be having a harsher outer mm. and maybe I'm not able to be as softly vulnerable yeah. that day. But if I work in the energy of the black wardrobe for example that day the next day is definitely softening and softening so that yeah that i've noticed in a a little bit lighter than or vibrant so yeah back to this um sorry we got off track there false sense of self (laughs) when we are in our power and being our true selves like it doesn't matter whether you're a leader of an organization a school student or in this spiritual work it matters that the person you are behind closed doors when you're alone if that is a different person to who you are when people are watching, then from my medical intuitive eye, I'll tell you, this creates a physical and metaphysical um, disalignment. Mm, and you crack yourself yeah. open, you know, your energy centers become out of alignment, like your chakras become out of alignment, and you will have, you will start to experience symptoms. And it's so interesting because some of the symptoms that I've been seeing coming up for people are showing up with that theme of just not being their true self and trying to work out to how do they fit in within their awakening of like, I know I'm having these symptoms. Mm. And like, for example, I know I'm having that headache and I know these things are happening to me. Like I've got like all the things that would tell me I've got a cold, but I don't have the medical symptoms of it. And to align that explanation is like, wow, you're really starting to see the difference between this and you know this world and this world even though we're all in one world yeah (laughs) or are we I don't know (laughs) yeah so yeah I really feel that that being true to yourself is firstly working out even if you have to write down on a piece of paper like who actually am I yeah I think that's a good exercise actually and authentically like what what makes you the most authentic version of yourself? Like, who yeah. are you? And break it down into questions. Like, what fuels, what fills me up? Mm. What do I like doing? What are your, what are your hobbies? And it helps you Just get to know yourself a little bit better. Yeah, reflect on what do I do that other people like that I do, but I don't actually like that I do. Yeah. So that's deep. It is deep, but it's the simple stuff. Like, I did this. I did a version of this in terms of my work and I put it on a whiteboard and I've still been digesting it. I think I did it two weeks ago and I feel like I'm still digesting it. Like, what am I actually available for in this work? Like, Mm. what does my work look like? Why do I do this work? What is that internal calling me to do? Yeah. And whatever you're doing, even if you're just doing like a basic task, like, does this light me up? 
and it's not stuff we just have to do, but. And how can we do it? So it does light me up, you know, like yeah. I didn't want to clean my house, but the whole time I'm cleaning my house, I don't feel the energy of, I don't want to be here. This is hard. I feel the energy of, well, oh, it's going to feel so good so when it's good. done. Yeah. Or put on some music yeah, and like, make it fun. I, I tune into the energy of walking into my house when it's done. I tune into the energy of sliding into oh, those sheets when they're clean. Good feeling. I get through gym the same way. That's so good. At the end, it's like, oh, if I do two more of these, how good am I going to feel? That's the brain training I do every living moment. <laughs> because wow. if I don't, I am so susceptible to falling into those, if you, falling out of the heart. And for me, That's falling, true, yeah. staying in the heart, like your heart's your connector, right? Mm-hmm. Every cell in your heart is telling you every moment. It's, it's ruling your life. And we do become too much, you know, up here in our yeah, head. In and, head, yeah. And the heart is that next thing I really want to talk about, actually. <laughs> Just to throw that in there, Brittany. <laughs> um, a message from the heart to share is that the authenticity of sharing who you truly are and sharing that with the world is actually a gift that elevates everyone and everything. Yeah, it takes you to a higher vibration. But everyone around you. Mm-hmm. And it's like this weaving and this tapestry of all these things coming in and it's as simple as you and it's the same as like if you want to tune into your intuition or your clairsentient, your clair this, that. Everything is open and accessible through the connector in your heart and the cells in your heart. Tune into that by taking a few deep breaths and visualizing going into your heart center. Like yeah. there's heart coherence. We've spoken about that on previous podcasts. I'm sure it maybe. I think so. So yeah, I know that that's the message like coming through me. Um, and that the next thing is like when we are in our true power, then we're open to the miracles. Mm, yes, the miracles. that's very true. So Brittany, do you believe in miracles and like what could you or would you describe a miracle to be? I do believe in miracles. I think that it's sometimes it's just like a freak of nature kind of thing as well. Um, or people would call them, oh, it's a coincidence. Co- yeah, a <laughs> I don't believe in coincidence. I, don't I believe, believe in, in miracles. Co- yeah. <laughs> I do not believe in coincidence, coincidences either. Um, I definitely believe that nothing happens just because everything happens for a reason reason and there is a miracle behind that reason. So, you know, getting into the car five minutes later than what you were supposed to, that's a miracle. I get goosebumps as you say that. That has happened to me before. I bet we've all had that. Yeah, that's happened to me before as well. I've actually avoided a... A fatal accident because um, yeah I would have been oh, on the road at the same time everywhere and for some reason I was something happened but did like, your Don't. gut instinct tell you like yes who hasn't had a gut instinct I intuition know. speaking that's exactly <laughs> right yeah so yeah to have wow. that don't go and then something happened um to someone else which is really sad but that could have been me that day yeah, and I, that's a miracle I agree my mum and I'll have circumstances where it's like oh She's like, I just can't leave just yet. I just know it. I just, there's something. And you just have to honour that and wait and it always comes. To trust that, that's huge. And something I always live by with that is that, um, again, she trained me that you always are where you're meant to be. So if you're so frustrated and you're stuck in that line and just What's finally sit with it, that? I am where I'm meant to be. And everything does calm, that, that wave around you does calm a bit. Yeah. But getting back to the miracle. <laughs> So um, for me, like 
I see miracles everywhere. Like for me, breathing is a miracle, like grass growing. It's just we're living, breathing miracles. However, living the miracle, and this might get a bit deep, (laughs) is like that stepping out of control and that will to control and allowing in flow. So as I'm working with a client this week, I had a very, very clear reminder from the universe that it was time for me to either hang my hat up, right? Mm. That's how it felt. Wow. Or step back into flow. And here's the really human part of me having to remember again all the things I preach and take my own medicine and be true to myself and be myself and go, okay, I trust myself enough to show up and trust my intuition to be in flow and just be with the miracle of this session instead of like sometimes I might tune in to um, a session like write all the notes so that if it's kinesiology for example like I can just get straight to the root cause and I don't have to waste that person's time yeah and give them you know quite bang for their buck like I'm I'm a value seeker here like I like to give people value (laughs) however the lesson for me was and it was exactly what that person needed was for me to stay in my trust in my flow from that moment on that that miracle has followed me and I'm back back so in my back flow in and flow back to trusting yeah and even though like it is such a simple thing to do but it, it the complexity of it can just rise like you think about uh, a single cell it's so like something is so simple like a piece of dust is so simple yeah but then it attracts like all the other dust right and then mm. it becomes a complex issue like our bodies you know <laughs> It's all the same. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I can see a miracle as being someone like totally riddled with cancer and then having like a miraculous healing all the way down to just grass growing. But I know that when we get in the way, um, and I really know this at a core level, when we get in the way of divine will, when we get ourselves out of flow, when we're not trusting, we'll start to feel that synchronicity of life leave. And when we're in it, we are just there at the right time at the, for the right reason and we can't explain it and then we experience another miracle where we're reminded that that's that's right and you that's s- what we're you here step back in we're here for flow. a reason you are exactly where you meant to be mm. in this time so a lot of this work for me comes back to trusting having faith and holding space and if we're looking for that external reference that evidence and that proof mm. it's in the miracles it's in the intuition it's in the energy that's exactly right And it becomes so incredibly obvious that you no longer need like a sense or a need of that previous pattern, like I said, external reference and program of that physical evidence to be believing and trusting. It just becomes easier um, and it becomes more natural to you. Mm. And then you move on to the next, the next thing. It's really hard to stay in your flow of trust. It can be really hard. And then it's, do we need miracles to validate our trust. Yes, and that for me is external reference if I haven't explained it well enough, right? Yeah, to fall back into that, like do you need to be validated to get back into your flow or should we just be in our flow? Yeah, when when we really do sit in that flow and just trust in that moment and feel from that point of view, we're accessing that higher vibrational state, which is a birthright. But yes, when you say it like that, it felt like kilometres to run mm. and run and be sprinting at in the thought of how much effort it was going to take me 
to step back into flow. Yeah. Right? Like the complexity of it felt worlds apart. Mm. But all it took was apparently two black dresses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you were back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> two black dresses for that session. <laughs> and to just show up. Yeah, wow. And it probably comes back to surrender. Yes, I think so. I wish I probably brought that energy in that day. It would have been easier. But truly, I just had to put myself in front of that, in front of the client and just feel very vulnerable mm. and trust. And you seen just before we started, I was like, oh, I'm back, baby. Like I just yes. did this little balance on myself, like a kinesiology balance. And I'm back to being guided. I was woken up in the middle of the night. Well, early mornings, not by my child for once, (laughs) but, um, with directions of a balance, a kinesiology balance and a whole explanation of what I needed to do to help someone from my medical side, my my medical medium side, as well as, um, the kinesiology side, what I actually needed to put together Mm. to help this person in my life. And (sighs) I couldn't have made that up. Do you find a lot of your messages come through when you're either dreaming or you are asleep and does it just wake you up? I found that when I work with people close to me or when I can't separate the will to want to help, like I need to help this person because when I go into work with people, one of my rules is like you step aside Mm. and you're only there for the highest good of that person. Like you don't have the ego of like, I want to help them. Yes. I need an outcome to help them because sometimes the healing isn't how you expect it to be. That's right. It's only for their higher, greatest good. But when you're working with family and people you love and people you're close with and friends. You do have that pressure there where you. You want to do whatever it takes. Yeah. To help them. And I've learned that with my daughter. Like Mm. I can only step in at the absolute emergent times and that's how this situation kind of landing. This one isn't about my daughter, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so I feel like the way they showed, they like the universe conscious, whoever came through in my dream, yeah. came through as a dream this time because it was a way of giving me factual, clear mm. guidance. Getting your ego out of there. While I was, you know, in that, I was in a sleep state, but I was awake to get it. Yeah. And I started working with one of my teachers on a balance and I was asking her questions about it. <laughs> I don't know. I should speak to her and ask if she got woken up <laughs> yeah. the other morning uh, because I, I know she can be susceptible to that for people. Wow. But when I explained to the person what I had received, mm. you know, there was things in there that I would have never have known to put together yeah. or known what they meant to them. Mm. And I said, like, how do you feel about doing a balance? Like, I was working up. I was given all these instructions. I need to talk to you about it before I forget. And we've got a bit of a time cap on this. Like it needs to be done by the weekend. If you want to come for a balance, this is what they said. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. They had nothing to say because they were shell shocked. Yeah. Wow. They're like, how, how did you even know? How did you even know there was a bag in my drawer that had things that had to be put on my body and clear the stress off? Yeah. Wow. How would you even know that? That's exactly right. Yeah. I didn't know that, but I know when they, when that messaging lands, like, so you can have dreams but I know when there's a dream that's prophetic. I know when there's a dream, mm. like, because there's no emotion attached to it. That's and right. it will be a very, and that's how they land in normal. Like that's how they land in my everyday awake time. Yeah. For situations that I can remove myself from emotionally. Yeah. That's what I find is when you're in that relaxed state, like I receive, especially for me as a beginner, beginner, that's how I receive a lot of my, my messages. 
is when I'm either like just dozing yeah. off or yeah, you've woken up in the middle of the night and it must be because you're sort of in that drowsy state, but you're not. You're in a very uh, high conscious point at that yeah, time. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and I've noticed since we've been doing this work together and I've kind of been coming home to myself, but also remembering the new version of me mm. or like changing and like my vibrations kind of flexing in different ways and yeah. working things out. I found a lot more, yes, dreams. Um, and sometimes in the dreams I'm processing possible outcomes mm, so that I don't have to like spend a lot of time processing, processing that in awake time. Yeah. Like for example, I had a dream about a C-section and I processed that outcome. Mm. Whereas I was kind of, didn't really want to feel into it in my awake time. Um, or I had a dream where I tapped into a past experience and a past person who was close in my life that had to come through and like process some things. You just had to heal something there. Yeah. And I thought, wow, like I'm experiencing, I've always had prophetic dreams, but I'm experiencing dreams suddenly really heightened in different ways. Yeah. Um, still hopefully getting enough sleep. <laughs> to yeah, be it's, it's <laughs> but uh, I've also been noticing the synchronicity of what's it called when the thing happens and then like you've already been there oh, deja vu yes yes yeah baby right <laughs> so i've been having a lot more deja vu yeah that's like that's like past yeah. life stuff isn't it or i feel like you've lived i feel like everything's happening all at once right so you've mm. lived your future you've lived your past you've lived your now and we for me sometimes i feel as though we can go forward and explore different things and options and outcomes and patterns and come back and sort of go down the best route and if there's plenty of people out there that explore that it's pretty yeah a big thing to get your head around yeah it is <laughs> however I do feel that I've either dreamt it most of my deja vu is that what we, deja, deja vu, vu? most yeah. of my deja vu is from previous dreams so as like all my life I've dreamt my future so I wow. kind of know that I'm in alignment when I have that remembering oh I dreamt that like I would dream something, but it'd be like two years apart. And I'm like, oh, wow, I've dreamt that. Whoa, it that's... feels like maybe because while having a child and like raising a child for the last two years, I haven't maybe been in alignment or that hasn't been an option for me or that kind of held space of evolution. And now I'm on the other side of it. It's like, oh, actually, this feels like I'm really aligned again. Mm. And I know when you get deja vu, you are where you're meant to be, right? That's exactly right. But you're probably so, it's probably where there's been a bit of a pause in it too. So like sleep deprived. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know, when your head but hits the pillow, I thought about zonked. this. I thought about this. I haven't just been sleep deprived. I've been totally disconnected from my heart. Yeah. And instead of living the moments, like I said, I practice now, I remember, like you go back to early, no, May, June, July, August, 2021. Mm. I wasn't in my heart space. No. You know? No, I, I think. I was in a space where this, this is hard. Is this ever going to get better? Pure survival. And I gave all my attention to that. Mm. It's so hard to get out of that space though. Like when you're in it, it's especially your first child. You just think, is this ever going to get better? Because you've never been through it. No. And you, you have no sleep. You just have you're constantly, your life is not your own anymore because you yeah. constantly just revolves around this tiny human and it's just really, but also really like challenging. Your heart is expanding in all these ways of new love. That's true. Like my husband said to me the other day, he had this conversation with his hairdresser, like, how am I going to love a second child the mm. way I love the first? Like, how do I do that? 
what's what are they going to be like? Yeah, you know, it's so hard to imagine because you been through this first one it's like what's the how second could one? you love yeah something and they were like and but it's like, so funny your heart just grows and grows and grows and grows and that's what i felt into the expansion mm. of evolution that you get as a mom or a parent yeah that naturally evolves you because your heart's expanding so big wow and also i feel like i don't know this could be totally not accurate at all scientifically but it's like there's the part that their cells are your cells. Oh, better Therefore, yet. Therefore, it's going to expand like, and your love will grow for them because they're part of you. I agree. So while they're in you, your heart's expanding. And I knew I felt this both pregnancies now. So for about the first 16 to 18 weeks, my energy system, mm. explosive, like things are coming in left, right and center. And I've had to kind of exercise my muscles per se in my energy to hold space for how much more space I'm holding within me. Yeah. And then when the child comes out, they're an expansion of you energetically Mm. forever. I know that there is science around like certain times when it's like more or less, but they are expansive of you forever. Yeah. Well, I think there's something as well that um, you as the birth mother, you have like the cells that you use to grow a child, like they still can find their cells in your DNA like 18 years later. Yes. And also imagine how your mum feels because you and your baby were in her. Yeah, I know. Crazy. I can't even That's resonate that. But I understand that the hard expansion of that resonance, like if I felt into my mum and my grandmother, I can feel that. Mm. I can feel that. For me, it feels like four generations back from from Gabriella. So that's like, yeah. I feel like there's a pattern of that. I don't know much more about to say about I it. I also just want to acknowledge though, as well, it's totally normal if you don't feel that instinct connection oh. or heart expansion because Mate, for we're me, talking about yeah. looking back on perspective uh, yeah, looking we back, aren't talking about in it i remember <laughs> i remember in it and i remember pure like pregnancy pure probably disconnection like i didn't have i didn't have that love i hated being pregnant and then also when my daughter was first born i think honestly it probably took me maybe 8 8 weeks 8 to 10 weeks where i was actually felt the love because it was in pure survival absolutely and that's that total survival system where we do disconnect from our heart yeah because there's so much sitting there in connection in the heart so hard to be with at times yeah that's right and everyone feels differently everyone feels things differently and that's the importance of coming home to it because if we don't eventually come home to it whether it's 20 years down the line Mm. whether it's eight weeks down the line we change the course of our life. That's right. And, and we certainly aren't living the miracle. <laughs> no. And I also just want to say that, by the way, even though that was a journey for me, I love my daughter so much. Oh, I love my family I feel so like much. Every single mother can relate and <laughs> <laughs> resonate like, with the need to express that and how safe it is today to express that and how yeah. much. How much power that empowers other mums to be like okay it's okay once you are okay for it not to be okay it's much more okay I know let's not sugarcoat (laughs) things anymore guys (laughs) yeah so for me yeah the work in this in the heart it's the I can't remember the message I got around this it was three p's but it's certainly the patience and it's certainly yes yeah I feel like definitely being present patience it's the presence and it's the practice Mm. And whatever unique gift is within the cells of your heart and you feel that calling 
And so it's your ego going like, oh, I want to be this in my life. It's that true, true calling in your heart. I encourage you to feel into that and to work with that because we're stepping out to help you so you can step out to help others and then we keep weaving this universe, right? Stepping out <laughs> and stepping up. Yes, yeah, so enjoy Aries season. We're going to go and celebrate our birthdays. Woo-hoo. Yes. I will be celebrating with a glass of wine. Sorry, Katrina. Oh, I love my long blacks and my year. sparkling water. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that, well, actually we're going on a holiday, so I'm very excited. Working holiday, but yeah, it will be beautiful to get away. And That's a nice way things. to celebrate. Well, thank you all so much for tuning into us today. We hope that you have enjoyed our messages and our stories so far. And thank you for coming on this journey with us. We loved having you here. And if you want to follow or connect with us, uh, we are on Instagram at just two mediums and may you be blessed in light, love and abundance.